how's this smoke up where you are, Scott? It's been terrible at various different times. It's currently fairly okay. It wasn't great. Um, the worst it's been has was a couple weeks ago on Friday, and then it was bad again this past Friday, so I didn't go to the festival that day. And then, mm-hmm. but for Saturday and Sunday, it had mostly cleared off again, so it was good. And it hasn't. That's because it's all at my house. Yet. Yeah, and it's down so, here too. Hmm. They've issued another advisory telling people to yep. not be outside unless you have to and stuff like that. Of course, I'm podcasting with the door wide open. So I'm not sure that helps because it's coming straight in here, but it's cool. <laughs> so that's okay. Yeah. And the sun's this amazing orange color. I know. It was yesterday too. It was gorgeous. But I'd rather not have the fires and smoke. I feel so bad for all the people that are losing their homes and property and all the firefighters that are working like crazy people. I know. Do they have it contained? I don't know. I heard. I thought. I haven't heard. And I, there's new ones starting every day. So. I know. And it's always stupid people setting them. Oh, I know. We had some this week that uh, people were throwing cigarettes out their cars. Oh, God. And set a whole bunch of little grass fires along the highway. Uh, are they going to prison? It is mm-hmm. so dry outside, guys. Why would you throw just, cigarettes just, at your car doors or out your windows? Obviously not thinking. No. Just. Did don't, they catch them? Why would you ever do that? Doesn't matter whether it's dry yeah, or not. Just don't. Just don't do that. But no, I don't think they caught them. I have no idea. That's a shame. Yeah. And we've had several really bad accidents this week that involved mm-hmm. motorcycles. Ooh. So. Oh, we we drove by an accident yesterday. There was a a truck, like a, like a not like a civilian truck, but like this one with like a big thing in the back that they carry stuff in. Mm-hmm. And it was hanging partway off the freeway. So there was mm. a slew of police cars and other vehicles trying to get figure out how to get the truck the mm-hmm. right way around. And I don't know if they succeeded. I would assume they did, eventually. Yeah. I saw a great video, though, of a killer whale that grabbed the anchor chain of a sailboat and pulled oh it around and then pulled it into another <laughs> boat. That part wasn't Oh, good. dear. No. But, uh, I, I thought it was pretty funny that he was smart enough to know that if he grabbed the chain and lifted the anchor up off the ground, he could drag that boat around with him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does that count as an act of God, I wonder? I don't know. An act of whale. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming insurance would cover that. I don't know. Could you imagine? Well, this whale grabbed my anchor chain and pulled me into another sailboat. <laughs> yeah, what were you smoking? I've got video, uh, I swear. They do have video of it, so there you go. Well, shall we start and then... Sure. Might as well. We can get done and I can go to bed to get sure. up and go to work. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's an easy day and then the three days are all training days, which are... Two hours driving to and from plus six or eight, seven hours sitting in the classroom learning things. But I have a job, so I'm not going to complain. I wish I had a full time. Well, you wish you had a job too, Mooney. Yeah. I think that's what you said. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're cutting out relatively 
off yeah. tonight, but hopefully I don't know. We'll Y'all are fine. Parse it enough. Yeah, I'm hoping that it'll just kind of go together fairly seamlessly. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Famous Welcome. last words. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to season nine of Perfect Will. <laughs> <laughs> We are going to start quickly and try to stay on topic. Well, it's because they won't let me have an explosive repair with Snape and it pisses me off. Sex and snorkax. We can't rock it like we used to. Most of us are going to bring a hit. I swear, yeah. I read them for the stories. <laughs> Wait, so they've turned Snape into the chef from The Little Mermaid? You just can't say that to the Dark Lord. <laughs> but I digress. Us digress? Never. <laughs> no, never, never. Chickens with Sue Hour. <laughs> My mom went to Hawaii and all she brought me was a stupid chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I just... <laughs> yeah, it's called... <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just snort. We are... <laughs> Good night, guys. I'm already fall asleep. I think I did at one point. Mr. Potter, what are you doing at the Wizengamot? Yeah. Holy shit, did I fall asleep through the whole fucking thing almost? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> that is going in an intro too, please. Where the hosts are all our friends Somehow the tangents seem to blend Come on our journey round the bend Part of it weekly Where the story lands Welcome to Potterfic Weekly. This is, uh, let's see, welcome to Potterfic Weekly, the podcast, the Harry Potter podcast, and I'm Sue. I'm Scott. And I'm Mooney. And Trisha is traveling, so she probably won't make it, or if she does, she'll be late. Uh, We are working on... Brown Coat, Green Eyes, starting on Chapter uh-huh. 26. And the author of this is Nanjang, or yes. something close to that. And as we've said at the beginning of all of these so far, it is Chapter 26, according to the website. When you actually read it, it says Chapter 25, Annoyances yes. and Pet Peeves, because there was a prologue. And fanfiction.net doesn't know what to do with prologues. <laughs> oh, I guess I do need to go back, because... Yeah. Oh, crap. FF.net's not working for me either. Oh. Oh, dear. (laughs) Mine is okay, or at least maybe it's just that I had the first couple chapters loaded. Let me try and load the next one just in case. Now it'll disappear for you, too. Oh, yep. It's dead. Oh, crap. Well, we can (laughs) talk about the first chapter. (laughs) (laughs) This tells me that we probably shouldn't even be podcasting tonight. Maybe not. Is it on, like, FFA or something? I don't know. know. Let's Google. Oh, there's a sequel. Is there? Well, we can cache the first chapter. Hold on. Um, Let's see. It has a Goodreads page and a SoundCloud. Dark Lord Uh, Potter might have it. Hold on. Oh, that's still FF. Dang it. There's the wiki. I don't want the wiki. There's HP Fanfic Archive. Oh, yeah. Somebody made an audio. Um, I googled brown coat and green eyes and I got pictures of dogs. <laughs> Did you put a space between brown coat and green the, the brown coat? Because I didn't. 
Yeah, I actually wrote brown coat and green eyes. Um, oh, well, actually, have might work. Here, try uh, this. An audio book for this. Yeah, try mm-hmm. this. I found it. I put a link in the general. Yeah, There's the Wookie. That does seem to be working. Yep. Okay. Cool. What, what, what were we going to start? 26? 20! Yeah. Annoyances and pet peeves. Or okay. 25. It depends oh, on right. what, what your numbering system turns out to be. Yeah. Yeah, this one is the same. Number one is prologue. Number two is chapter one, etc. So. Ah, I did hit the right one. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> it's gonna be a day. It's because yeah. we're starting with annoyances and pet peeves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the the end of our last set of chapters was harry trying to go to bed and and mr universe's voice says oh no you don't there's something going on there's something freaky on the ship something mm-hmm. is here yeah and then we begin with fine mr fu mm-hmm. he's decided that is what the ship is called because <laughs> there is the mr universe that rides in his pocket on his little um mm-hmm. pilot dealing and then there is a version of mr universe that is now controlling the um prototype the ship. hyperdrive ship that yeah. they're all on and so it's he's called frank so frank universe mm-hmm. uh, all i can think of is ga- uh what is it not game of thrones what's the other thing um house mm-hmm. of cards mm-hmm. no, i don't, I don't know much cards. about that one i don't yep. either so, but he's sure he's feeling something weird in the engine room. He doesn't really know what it's like to feel like a ship at the moment, but there's something mm-hmm. going on. So Harry yep. trudges over there and goes to check it out and looks around. Yeah, you know, hmm, nothing says show yourself and be on. judged. Uh, nothing works. Hello, anybody there? Sorry, Frank. I don't think anybody's here. And then and Frank's like, "Oh, well, all uh, right," and fires up the hyperdrive before anybody can get to a you know place to yeah. sit down or strap in or <laughs> any of that, which leads to some tumbles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Harry grabs Dig Dug and pulls him onto a bed, and Simon yelps. And he's got to grab a hold of Simon. Summer signing by. And, yeah. <laughs> Frank's like, "Sorry, folks, stabilized, and it should be smooth from now on." And Harry's like, can you do that when we get secure next time? Yeah. Poor Simon's bashed his head. Dig Dug, because she was holding him at the time, I guess, and thought she'd be able to hold on and didn't manage it. And he has no idea what to do with this strange female who keeps being worried at him and uh, would like her to go (laughs) away, please. Um. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Simon is grumbling because she's not paying attention to him, who, you know, he bumped his head. Mm-hmm. Ooh, sorry, and then Simon forgets all about his aching head. And then Frank yells, "It's back!" Yeah, and Simon goes to check because nobody's missing him around here, and he gets slimed. He does. He's yeah. like, "It's a ghost, an ugly one with an orange tie." And Harry's like, "Ghosts are colorless and incorporeal." It couldn't have been a go- <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Peeves! And it, <laughs> and it turns out what is left of Peeves has decided to come with them. And he was just sort of hanging around the site of Hogwarts and has been there alone for so long, he's mostly forgotten how to speak. 
So he's kind of devolved into Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. Everything starts with an R, or yeah. most of things. Peeves is Grease, and Harry is Roddy. Mm-hmm. And as we discover later in the chapter, Hogwarts is Huggy, but uh, Harry does not Huggy. parse that. No, he doesn't figure that one out. I did actually figure Huggy. it out when I first said it. But... Huggy! Yeah. Yeah. Harry tells so him he just sort of good. tells everybody, well, we've got a poltergeist now. He's mostly harmless, kind of likes to play jokes, can't talk much. Um, go mm-hmm. see him if you want. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Antonio's like, hey, he's in Hogwarts of History. And Harry, Frank's like, no, he's actually in the engine room. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Frank would like to get rid of him, but <laughs> Harry figures he'll let him hang around because he's a, a remnant of magic kind of thing. So. And Harry just wants to and sleep, goes so to he doesn't it. really care what's going on. Yeah. Yep. So, of course, Jane, Jane goes to check it out. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Hello, Mr. Peeve. Wow, you're an ugly one, ain't ya? She's like, Riz. he's so happy to have somebody. I can see Jane and Peeves getting along very well. Oh, I'm sure they would. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to say, nice work on slapping Simon. It's something we all want to do every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. And then he's keeps coming closer, and Jane gets a little freaked out, and then reaches out to touch him, and Peeves gets freaked out and goes invisible, and Jane is sure that he's <laughs> killed him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so and of course, Frank calls him a killer because Frank has that uh, good sense of humor as well. So Jane goes up to the engine room and sends River down to see Peeves so that he can blame her yeah. for killing Peeves. And Harry mm-hmm. is apparently still awake or <laughs> talking very coherently in his sleep and uh, has figured out this entire thing from his bunk. And tells River mm-hmm. on her way there. So she goes in and decides to get Peeves to yes. help with a practical joke. <laughs> yes. Which Peeves will love to do. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Mal and the rest of the crew are arguing about whether they should still be hanging around with Harry or just mm-hmm. let him get on with doing his own thing and go back to doing their own thing, which Mal would like to do because he feels... Mostly he's feeling useless. He doesn't understand this magic stuff. He's not sure there's really anything they can do to help. And maybe it'd be better to just go back to something a little more normal. And then, you know, if, <laughs> normal. Uh-huh. if Harry has something where their skills could come mm. in handy, he'll come and help. But, you know, whereas Zoe is all on the side of you know, Harry's our friend. We need to support him. This is a, a big thing that he's going through, trying to find the last remnants of his civilization. Um, even if we can't do all that much right now, we should still be here for him. Yay, Zoe. She'd be a Gryffindor. And they're still kind of wrangling about that when River comes zombie walking into the room saying, I am the ghost of peace. (laughs) (laughs) You killed me. No, it wasn't me, I swear I didn't. You must what? What is it? I must. And then Peeves comes shooting out of their stomach yeah. and just sort of right goes right right right. at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Jane goes shrieking out of the room. And Kaylee's like, I bet that woke Harry up. 
Probably not. He said no. He put a silencing charm up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And eventually, having run through most of the ship, Jane pops his head back up and says, "That was mean, but Peeves is awesome." <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew Jane would like him. Yeah. And then Harry decides that maybe in order to help him build a vocabulary again, he'll have a conversation with his portrait of Luna where Peeves can listen in. Yes. Why would you want Peeves to talk? It would be much better if he weren't communicative, I think. Oh, yeah, but I think he feels sorry for him. Mm. Silly Harry. He's used to him singing nonsense songs at him. So when uh, Luna had birthday they commissioned their own personal wizarding portraits and so harry has a portrait of luna and uh luna has of course wished for hers to be somewhat out of the ordinary so it's a interesting portrait so she's gone with feelings of shock and awe and there's two there's one of her as a 15 year old and then there's one where she's older I think the it's, I haven't read through all of it, so I don't know if there were more portraits or not. But they did the same thing with both of theirs, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so it turns out the the time in her life that Luna was most odd was around fifteen years old when she you know first met Harry and got to have real friends, and the time in Harry's life when he was the most odd was around eleven when he first saw Hogwarts. And, Oh, that's why yeah. I missed the bit about being odd. And I'm like, why would Harry want a portrait of himself at 11? Because mm-hmm. they did this experimental technique of portrait painting where you just put the emotions in and the painter has no control over what age the witch or wizard shows up. And they right. just this is how they manifested. And Harry is kind of disgruntled about that because he'd rather well, not have any 11-year-old portrait. But mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he pulled this portrait out of his vault and got back to the ship and enlarged it. And the young Luna, who's playing dress up with her 11 year old unmoving Harry doll, she, he's like, Luna! Not, not, at, oh, hi, Luna, not at all unnerving. Yes. No. Apparently, no. before Harry's portrait was destroyed, um, Luna had pulled him into her portrait, and there was one of those mm-hmm. in the vault. So. Yeah. We have a unconscious scrawny Harry being used as a dress-up doll by 15-year-old Luna. <laughs> yeah. So he he's really Mr. So they chat. and, and he, I am having you know, such a hard time with Harry Luna. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like Harry Luna. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's been 12 years since. And she's like, 12 years? Are you seeing anybody? And he's like, we were married for 115 years. I think I'm allowed not to move on. That's a long time. What? So what made you finally kill me? <laughs> Yay, 17-year-old. Yeah. And he finally gets to, okay, so how did you wind up hanging on the wall of a goblin conference room? <laughs> oh, you know, just giving them my opinion. They were mm-hmm. offering advice and so on. And but she she yeah. was the most recent Potter and the closest thing for uh, a Harry proxy that they had. Mm. So. Yeah. <laughs> he says, did this mean that you suggested the highest ranking goblin should wear your first year robes? 
<laughs> that sounds like something I do. Yeah. And they talk for a while, and then he, I don't know if it's here or a little bit later, he uh, ends up putting her portrait on the vanishing cabinet so that if, well, he goes through, first of all, and he, he leaves her to open the door for him if, when he gets, you know, back. And he gets mm, down, like, he gets in there and he starts banging, trying to get the goblins to let him out. And he's thinking to himself, this is a bad plan because somebody could get stuck in here. Yeah. So he decides so like to put portraits Ariana's on portrait? both doors. Yeah. So the portrait's on both doors of the vanishing cabinet. It's like the fat lady that opens the door of no, the Gryffindor yeah. room. So if you have the password, then they'll open the door for you. Huh. And he, before he goes, he's explained to her what happened and how come he, you know, hid himself away and did all that stuff. So yeah. and talks about Antonio Weatherby. But. So wait, did he turn it? So he turned himself into the ring? No, he bound himself to the ring. That's what mm-hmm. I thought, but I was sitting there reading it, and I just, it totally sounded like he turned himself into a ring, and I got really confused. <laughs> oh, yeah. It does say he transfigured himself into a ring. Okay, I was reading that and right. put his consciousness in stasis. So, yeah, it was just putting enough magic back into the ring, untransfigured it. Mm. That's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, and... <laughs> He asks her what kind of password she wants, and she wants umgubler slash kilter. Or do you think that might come up too too often in normal course of conversation? Not at all. I think we're safe with that one. Yeah. Yeah. And she says it and swings herself open. And he says, to close, you just need to say the password backwards. And she says, the password backwards. (laughs) Because that's what he actually set it up to be. Yep. Rather than um, um gubular slash kilter backwards, which would be hard to <laughs> yeah. say. It's hard to say forwards, so yeah, backwards would be really bad. Yeah. So he goes to the to the goblins, gets a bunch of invisibility cloaks. He has like two hundred of them, doesn't he? No, he doesn't have that many, but he's got a few. Oh um he gives them the pouch of ham cubes so that they have something else to eat. That's <laughs> so cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets 10 of his invisibility cloaks. I don't know how many he's got. Oh, you have 31 of them. That's what the goblin says. And then he goes back, tells the goblin to send him through whenever he's got, you know, time. And he thinks that the the cabinets are bloody brilliant. And instead of piece of cake, which is how I know it, it, everything's always piece of pie. So if it was easy peasy, it's a piece of pie. Yeah, and this is where he figures out that huggy means Hogwarts. Luna figured it well, out. Much Luna told now. him earlier. That's how mm. he found out. But oh, okay. She was like, "You do realize he's saying he misses Hogwarts, right? Not Huggy." He says, "Of course, yes, oh, of course. I knew that." Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and then when he's coming, when Pews is waking him up, he's saying "misses," and he's like, "Where are you talking about missing Hogwarts again?" He's like, "No, misses." As Mrs. in your wife. As in Luna. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so he, the door swings open and there's a note on top of an invisible pile of cloaks. <laughs> and it says, we found a portrait, but we don't know the spells for attaching it. So he goes back in 
and attaches the portrait, and it's Albus. Yeah. So Albus gets to... She'd asked for if they could find it. So. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's... <laughs> they're trying to come up with a password for Albus, and Albus likes sweets. And they try to come up with something, and Rip Truck has some very uh, unintelligible word. Gobbledygook. Yep. And so eventually comes up with the English translation, chewy dirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that is not the password. Yeah, it's not quite lemon drop, but it's close. And Rip Truck's been looking into, Rip Ruck has been looking into journals of the ancestors, um, trying to figure out where they might have gone. And the plan was to go to Laninium. Lin- mm-hmm. That's interesting. Which is a canon um, Firefly capital city. Well, isn't it also the Latin word for London? Yeah, it was the original Roman name that eventually became London. Mm. So they've gone around in a circle. Yeah. And then we go on to chapter magical discussions. And Harry comes in bearing gifts. And he gives their own visibility cloak. Uh, I'm not sure how smart of an idea that was. Well, he's got plenty to go around. Well, I don't mean that so part would... of it. <laughs> yeah, well, they've been sitting in storage, and he wants them to be able to hide if they need to. I suppose. And he decides to go talk with Mal, because he kind of knows that Mal's not happy with him being there. How is Harry this mm-hmm. astute? He wasn't in canon at all. <laughs> well, he is older. I guess. Yeah, we kind of have to hand wave Harry a bit through most of this fic, but mm-hmm. when you combine yeah. an extra, you know, hundred years or so and Luna's influence, you get a very different person. Nice. That's very true. So Harry says, so what's up, Mel? And Mel's like, uh, <laughs> you're the one that asked me for this. And he says, well, I figure you want to talk about your feelings about as much as I do, but Let's see if you can stop pissing off the rest of the crew so often. And Mal's thinking that being quiet's probably better than arguing. <laughs> and Harry, Luna has taught Harry lots of, uh, on how to do relationships. So he's going to pass on some. That does not sound very heartening since she's not very good at them either. <laughs> um, Harry says, you know, basically. I I know that you're kind of upset with what's happened and that you're a little upset the fact that it's to be on my side more than yours. And then finally, uh, Mal starts talking and he's like, you know, you're, well, let's see. He's, Harry's still talking and he's telling Mal, you know, playing second fiddle to my lead, which you're comfortable with because usually you're the captain and we nearly crashed and we almost got stranded. And so, all this stuff is, you know, kind of getting to you. Yeah, all sorts of things Mel's not generally comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And then there's all these discoveries of new things. And there's phoenixes and the entire goblin nation. And Mel says, you know, I kind of like the goblins. It'd be nice if we could deal with more people that straightforward. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but, but I... And Harry says, go ahead. He sort of wraps up his um, explanation of how Mel's feeling, and he says, you know, you, you're you amping up the drama a little bit, but generally I don't disagree. 
And Harry says, well, here are a few things you might have forgotten. One, I'm a pilot you hired. I'm not the captain of your boat. I have no reason to tell you where we should go or what jobs we take. I'm not going to steal your crew from you. You coming on this mm -hmm. trip was a favor, and I'm grateful. So I'm not just going to ditch you after you've done me a favor. Right. And Mal says, yeah, I know you wouldn't necessarily plan to do that, but it might happen anyway. You've got things to follow up on. And Harry says, the point is, you know, the only problem here is you, because I think I fit fairly well with your crew, but you, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, keep getting bristly about things. Right. And he, he's, you know, he's like says, I'm willing to wait to do my stuff until you're ready. So if you want to just go hang off, hang out on a planet, or you just want to do, do a quick run here or there before, that's fine. I I'm can be on your timetable. And Harry, oh, how Mal gets once he opens up. She's like, no, I don't. Mal's like, the funny man is talking funny, Jane. But they, he wants, Harry wants advice on, uh, he, he wants some help and Kaylee's tired and wants to lay down for a bit. So Harry says, well, how about if we do both? And he hits them all with inversion hexes and cushioning charms on the ceiling and they all float up to the ceiling. And then Harry talks about how he's been searching for people and he hasn't found anybody. Mr. Universe has been searching for people and hasn't found anybody. And so he doesn't quite know what to do. Poor kid. And they they start throwing out ideas. Like, do you think the Alliance is hiding them? As you're right there, you know, Harry's saying he's already checked out Londinium before. Cause that was just a large place, and why not? And he found, you know, just little tiny pieces of magic, like a single magic wand. And so mm -hmm. if he, if there had been a whole big magic alley there, he would have found it already. Mm. Yeah. And so, Simon I mean, wants to know, you know, are you sure they couldn't have developed better hiding capabilities in the time you've been away? And Harry doesn't think and so. Harry doesn't think so. So, Inara has the idea that maybe they intended to build the alley, but something happened during the 60 years it took to reach. And Harry's like, well, what? And she says, well, maybe magic was exposed. And he said, no, more people would know about it then. That's true. And so... Well, maybe wizards erase all the evidence or protect themselves. Yeah, well, that could be. But then why aren't there more muggle-born wizards and witches? And they just go through all these different ideas. Jane says they could have all been killed. <laughs> and Harry says, yeah, that's possible. But I need more than just that. And, and he says that could have been the reason that they left, though. If, if there was some sort of way to target magic specifically. Then maybe they'd, you know, pull back and hide off somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And Harry figures if the government figured out some way to pin down exactly what made someone magical, they'd be more likely to be trying to make more of them than less. But didn't the magical right. government figure that out? They ha apparently had an idea on a gene. That was the thing that Harry was trying to have Simon track down yeah. last week. Mm -hmm. but, well, it's a good thing the Alliance never found out. That would have been bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And River says, well, what about the most obvious thing? And Harry's like, I'm not ready for that part yet. And finally, they go through a few more things. And finally, he says, all right, tell him what you think. 
And she says that, you know, what's the difference between Harry's pre-nap time to now is the planet. And the goblins had said that the planet has, it's the planet that has the magic. So maybe nobody's magic anymore because they left the planet and it's tied to Earth. That part didn't make sense to me. Well, that's the magical core is on Earth, so you have to charge your magical core on Earth oh. before you can be magical. Mm, I suppose. And they couldn't bring it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the children who would have accidental magic and then be sent to Hogwarts where or to one of the other magical schools where there was a magical core would go there and suck that magical core into themselves and then that's how they would be magic into adulthood. But if there's no magical core, true, then maybe magic has left everybody. Because mm-hmm. they didn't, any kids who were born with the potential on the ride over wouldn't have any, anything to absorb, so mm-hmm. wouldn't have really mm-hmm. become magical. Yeah. Right. And then she talks and about she... her delayed puberty again. Yes. she She's experimented with having been on earth now, whether um, picking up Harry's wand feels any different, but it's still just a stick. But she wouldn't probably have needed to have been there for longer. True. Yeah. And Antonio thinks it's weird that if this is what happened, there's that either. But Mm -hmm. Harry is wondering if maybe they just didn't want the muggles to know that they had existed. Um, Maybe they were hoping that it was just the spaceships that made people not magical and then a new planet That's, would be fine. Yeah. But so far that apparently hasn't been the case. No. The terraforming doesn't seem to be, bring the magic with it. That's a shame. Mm-hmm. So then that they're, means... They're that... wondering if there's some sort of way to, you know, find kids who have this potential and send them through to the vault to... Mm-hmm. Absorb magic somehow, mm. if that's a thing. But yeah, but first they gotta find people. But then that means that there mm-hmm. aren't any magical beings on other planets. Nope, not that he's been able yeah, to find. As far as they can tell. No, yeah. no magical aliens, huh? Mm-mm. And so then uh, Fox comes in and starts singing to make people feel better, especially Harry. And Harry's not ready to give up yet. He's still going to look for answers and clues, but and a place for the goblins to live. Can I just say that can. Harry's mm-hmm. very lucky that they call him the boy who lived and not the baby who lived, even if he's being <laughs> called true. that. Yeah. And then Frank has actually come up with a lead because he realized that even though the goblins mentioned the wizards making a magical alley on Londinium, Londinium wasn't actually the first planet. It was Alpha. And so maybe they should try things there. Yeah. And they were going to go over to Jersey anyhow because of John Doe and the pensive. I love yeah, John Doe. That's where Dumbledore's pensive was found. Mm-hmm. So they originally called this planet Londinium, but then after they've made a couple of trans- terraformed planets, one of them was Shine On and the other one was renamed Londinium and they mm-hmm. renamed the first planet to just alpha because it was first so they're going to check it out when they get a chance a, a chance only when they're in the neighborhood after mal's had some peace and quiet <laughs> and mal's not so sure he's going to get his peace and quiet no of course not 
And meanwhile, it turns out Jane has been spitting and having mm-hmm. it fall on himself because of the gravity being weird. And also, yeah, it unfortunately, falls falling on Inara. And uh, mm-hmm. she's complaining about that. Yeah. So Harry takes them all down from the ceiling. And he, well, he takes Jane and Kaylee down, floats them down slowly, and and Inara. And then he looks at River and goes, hmm, how are your reflexes? <laughs> <laughs> cat-like and he decides to just leave her and let her fall and see what happens yeah she can handle it i mean she clings to the ceiling of her own accord anyway (laughs) and harry asks fox if he's the last magical being and fox is like no and then he means harry means wizards and fox is talking about himself (laughs) yes and then he realizes that Fox is communicating with him by putting uh, feelings into him. Yeah, and Fox so... is an empath, apparently. Mm-hmm. He can communicate in emotions. He says, hmm, you must be what drove Elvis crazy, weren't, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. And Fox was lonely. Well, yeah, I bet he was. Yeah. Yeah. Although apparently that was also not so much communicating that he was lonely as communicating that Harry's knowledge of phoenixes must be lonely in that big empty head of his. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by how little he knows of them. Yeah. And then River attacks. <laughs> She's been crawling along the ceiling and she... uh she reaches down and, and pulls his hair and finally she gets down from the ceiling and heads off. She stops in and sees she stops in uh, the engine room because she's hearing weird sounds and Peeves is going waka 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 and we're, we're trying to it anyway. back and flapping her arms and he's like waka waka waka. <laughs> she's like you almost got it keep trying and yeah. River's like, am I interrupting? And Peeves is like, Wiva! Of course, he doesn't do the R's for River. <laughs> it's like, nope. yeah, now you lose your R's. <laughs> and River wants to talk to Luna, but didn't want to disturb her. And, and Luna's being says, Well, in that case, you should probably talk somewhere I can't hear you. <laughs> but I like being disturbed, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. And he want, she wants to have stories about Harry, or Luna herself. Yeah. And so Luna talks to her about, and she says, well, when I was Ted, he showed me how he organized his mind, and I sort of got to see the house you shared, and Luna's like, you were in his head? And so River has to explain about him teaching her occlumency and legitimacy. Mm -hmm. And And Luna has noticed that Harry seems really lonely, and asks River, would you like to seduce him? And River's (laughs) just like... And Dara comes in and, in and says, "Yes, she would." Yes. And Kaylee's like, "Yeah, very much so." And so he's like, "Yeah, this here, this has merit." And River's like, "No, no, it doesn't." And the women all gather around and have a bit of a chat. And they, they're all basically trying to be matchmakers because mm-hmm. they think it'd go well. And Harry says, "I am setting up in Camp Denial, and we will never leave." <laughs> <laughs> he's hopelessly yeah. in love with Luna and has made it clear he has no intention of ever moving on and I will just have to bear that uh, yeah uh-huh. 
And then finally, Peace is able to say, waka, waka, waka. <laughs> and Luna gets very excited. And we move to chapter 27, Return to Normalcy. Mm-hmm. Sort of. And uh, the the cosmonauts or the astronauts or whatever we call these people that were supposed to be running the ship are getting off. And I assume they're, they're not like, cosmonauts because they're not Russian. Not Russian? Okay. And they... It's all the actual people who were supposed to be on the ship, but they kind of mm-hmm. don't remember doing the mission. And Much of anything. Is, it's all very confusing, and they're really hungry. <laughs> Why yeah. didn't Harry implant them with false memories, I wonder? I don't know. And Mackenzie opens the door so they can get fresh air, but really he's letting Harry and crew out in their invisibility cloaks. Mm-hmm. They get sent down to medical bay. <laughs> they don't really know what's yeah. going on. In case they have space to mention. <laughs> Which they probably do. Yep. Yeah. And meanwhile, we hear the conversation of several invisible people. Mm-hmm. Who can't see each other and keep touching each other in inappropriate places <laughs> accidentally because they don't know where each other is. And Harry's Inara's like, stop grabbing me. Like, I didn't even think I could. I didn't think that was you. And Harry's like, it wasn't. And he's like, oh, (laughs) Jane. Mm -hmm. They all want a bath or a good cup of tea or to get back on their boat or a hooker. Yeah. But they finally make it back to their ship. Mm -hmm. And Harry's set up a spell that's, you know, warning people off. So he's told all of them to just walk toward the big tree and they will eventually get to the ship. But if they actually try to walk to the ship, they get confused and wander off. Uh, right. And Zoe eventually just says, why don't you just go ahead and take the aversion charm off so we can just go to the ship properly? And he says, oh, okay, fine. Take the fun out of it. <laughs> and dig tugs underneath the invisibility cloak with the phoenix on his head. And he's just amazed because he's never been out in the open before. Oh, poor guy. Like this open space and air, it's amazing. But I worry. What's the matter? You act like you're all friends. But now that you're free from the confines of friendship, you're even angrier and more hostile with each other than usual. (laughs) And Harry's like, oh, that's just being human. Don't worry about it. Yeah. The more comfortable we are with each other, the less polite we have to be. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And then we find out that Frank Scarpered, he took off with the ship. Him and Peeves took off. <laughs> now they're roaming around space in their stolen ship by themselves. Oh, yeah. Yep. He's going to experience what seeing the universe is like. Oh, yeah. See, it does say cosmonaut. Really? Cosmonauts, I'll check out okay. okay. Yep, said Mr. Universe. I don't know where I saw that. I just pulled that out of my brain, but it's there now. Yeah, it was referenced when they were first getting on the ship. So they're Russian? Apparently. Some part. Or they've just adopted the word. A lot of people are apparently a weird combination of American and not really Chinese. (laughs) And they get ready to take Antonio back and Harry's telling him how he's had two surgeries and they've ruptured something and they've had to drain him several times. Mm -hmm. Antonio's like, great, nothing like knowing my co-workers have been praying for my crotch. And, yeah, poor guy, he's having a terrible time. 
But he got to go to Earth but that they... was and see magic and all of that. I think it's a fair trade-off. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it turns out that uh, while they were on this trip, Harry did some spells so that nobody got horny. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. he did not want to be in a confined space with Horny Jane. No. No. Or Simon. Yes. <laughs> well, Simon, Simon is just thinking about it. It's, it's very strange. You know, we were on that ship for so long and we never actually... Hmm. <laughs> Harry's like, um, I wouldn't jump to the yeah. conclusion that you're getting tired of each other. I, you may have done some things. So yeah. they take Antonio home and drop him off. And yeah. Antonio, if I ever become happy. fugitive from the law, I need a doctor. I'll call Simon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Harry says he really is another Percy. I know. Mr. Universe's <laughs> so he's afraid that something's there and Harry sort of sneaks out and then Mr. Universe is just like boo <laughs> Yeah. Antonio shrieks. Yeah, because Harry tells him, Oh yeah, there's an operative hiding in your bedroom. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, yeah. ah. But no, it's Speaker just Mr. Universe speakers. And then Harry goes back to the ship and says, Alright, who's ready for a big fat honking dose of rest and relaxation? And he's Jane's like, I'm going to start with rest and then in mood permitting, pay for extra relaxation to join in. And Harry wants to know when he yep. learned to be subtle. Peeves taught me. <laughs> <laughs> but they're on their way to Persephone. Yeah. To have a little break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dig Dug and the fire turkey are sleeping in Harry's room. Kaylee and the doc put up the do not disturb sign. Yes, which Harry has to explain to Jane, mm-hmm. and then he immediately heads for his bunk. Yep. I'll be in my bunk with my do not disturb sign. Yeah. Yep. So he's, when Harry's heading back to his own bed, he casts a silencing charm around Kaylee and Simon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jane yells, damn it, Harry! And then Mal says, yeah, that thing you just did to my bunk, too. It's like, yeah. I think I'll do that to all of them, actually. Mm-hmm. Might be good. Uh, <laughs> and he tells Jane, I'm going to silence your bunk in about two seconds. That means you can scream if you want to. And he messes up uh, Jane's fun. Mm-hmm. And he goes up to the and bridge. Then he back up to the bridge. Inoa and Inara and Zoe are smiling, and River is very red faced. So he says, yeah. So, what are we talking about? Yeah, drilling. Mm-hmm. Mm, proper dental care is very important. Yeah. And River's whimpering. and They have apparently been building her up with various innuendo, and they mm-hmm. continue to do so. And... Yeah. And when they... Uh... <laughs> and he's... So Harry sort of starts to wind them up, and Inara's having trouble keeping a straight face, and she's whimpering slightly. Did... I think... Did River kick her or something? I wouldn't be yes. surprised. Uh, River says, hey, Harry, what's that right behind your head? He turns around to look and River punches her in the knee. Yeah. Nara's trying to sneak back to her cabin and Harry says, hey, can can you make me a proper cup of tea? I'd really like a proper cup of tea. And Nara just nods and keeps going. And then after they all leave, Harry says, oh, how about we play a little bit of a trick on them and go down in the trunk and practice 
and we'll get all sweaty and hot and everything, and they'll think we've been doing something we shouldn't have. And so they go down and have a session of sparring, and the women are in Inara's cabin waiting and waiting and waiting. And so finally, Harry shows up, and he's all sweaty and must and everything, and it's his tea's cold. And he's like, oh, I guess I'd better warm it back up. And the girls, the women all think that him and River have been uh, doing something naughty that they should have used a do not disturb sign for. Well, Harry can cast silencing charms. That's true. So that was a quick run through of what's happening in here. Oops. The cat's sneezing on me now. Mm. Uh-huh. And they, uh, they sucker Harry in trying to... They want him to come in and sit with them. And he's like, oh, I get it. This is your veiled attempt to sucker me into your sewing circle of gossip. All right, I'm game as long as I can have my tea. And they, uh, he says, who did what to whose sister? And they're like, what? And he's like, I've seen soap operas before. I know how this happens. And they're all like, ooh, that does sound interesting. But uh, they're trying to get him to tell what happened. And he says, wouldn't you like to know, and things like that. Yeah. River and I so rarely get moments to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And he asks Kaylee what she's doing down there, because last he'd seen, she was in a bunk with a nice do not disturb sign on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kaylee shrugs and says, and our Tommy had to tie knots that he'll never get out of. So I guess you could say I'm not in a big hurry. Oh, <laughs> Poor <dear>. Simon. Oh, <laughs> Uh, and and they're still trying to dig out you know why he's so sweating and he says oh can't tell you that too many things could be misinterpreted yeah but when uh kaylee talks about tying simon up he's like oh i'm sorry but once you get the mental image of a tam naked you never shake it and they think it's her they think it's river so yeah, he basically keeps on saying things to um, encourage them in their wrong conclusions. Mm-hmm. And then River pops up and says, oh, hey, I didn't realize anyone was in here by interrupting. Um, mm-hmm. And she says, oh, I'm too sore to care. Uh, yeah. So on, continues I... to make th- say things they can misconstrue. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She's wondering if the muscle relaxant cream because she's got really sore muscles. Um, Aren't there she says things that? like, he popped, well, yeah, but they're they're messing with the women. No, so. I know, I know. She says, keep it to yourselves, but he popped me, but good. And they're just like gaping at her with their mouths open. Uh-huh. And they're talking about, but none of the rest of them realize that. No. Mm-hmm. And then we shift to the next day when Harry says good morning at the afternoon. Yeah. And they've Although parked by the ma- you marketplace. You probably wouldn't be and... able to tell. No. Yeah. How that would work on ships. Everything seems to be back to normal. Uh-huh. Jane's off being Jane. And our got mm-hmm. sensitive and stormed away from Mal. Um, and Zoe went with her. And yeah. Harry tries to dig a little bit about what our got sensitive about, but it doesn't work. Yeah. River's been talking to Dig Dug before he went off, and he took the fire turkey with him. I love that Fox is a fire turkey. 
Yes, that has apparently become a thing. Just going to keep that name. And I saw some Mal actual turkeys outside our yard the other day. That's fun. Yeah. And we may have skipped over that they set up another vanishing cabinet um, to go oh, yes. to Between Frank the and... other ship. Yeah, yeah, Frank the ship with Beeves. So they can pop from Serenity to Frank to Gringotts and mm-hmm. any of, between any of the three. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I would not want to be popping in and out of a moving spaceship. Yeah. Magic. I Mal says... Mal wants to know if Harry can watch the ship for a bit because he's got something he wants to do and he doesn't want to leave the ship all alone and they're <laughs> going to have a meeting at 3.30. Oh, dear. Or he's got a meeting at 3.30, so Harry's going to go out for an hour and come back and watch the ship. Yeah. And he says he's going to spank River for going through the vanishing cabinet without backup with or by herself. And he does it all the time. You should be careful about spanking. Yeah. And Harry comes out and he's got his shirt wrapped around his neck and he's covered in sweat. And Mal's like, You know, Harry, you probably ought to wear your clothes around the ship, at least around me. And Harry's like, Oh, I got more. Of course, Captain got a little carried away, you know, Mm -hmm. more workout than I was expecting. So I'm going to go shower and I'll be back. Um, So I'll be fine for your meeting. And, you know, won't have shirt on. And then River comes out of the same door. Right. Invisible. And he bumps into her and she's underdressed and extremely sweaty, too. And uh, he's just like, oh, no. (laughs) So it sounds like they're. They're building this up for a while, and they want to see, you know, how long it takes somebody to explode over it, so they can say, mm-hmm. "No, we've just been sparring this whole time." Yeah. But Jane has come back with giant goggles, sunglasses. Because mm-hmm. yeah. they, Harry tells him it makes his feet look small. <laughs> he says, "But just a little bit. I mean, your feet are still a good size." Jane's like, well, the lady selling them said I look like a star. Guess you can't trust toothless gypsies anymore. (laughs) And then Mal wants to talk to Harry. You know my feelings on relationships with the the crew. Harry says, I do, but I think it's a mistake to let that stop you from being honest with Adara. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't talking about me. That's cold, Captain. Really cold. You're going to break up Kaylee and Simon? I wasn't talking about no, them. No, I wasn't talking about them either. It's Kane coming on to you. You oh, and God. River. You imagine the two of them. And then he he eventually explains to them. <laughs> what he says is, oh, no. you don't have to worry about me and actually. River. Because what we do, it's purely physical. That's all. <laughs> it's like, <what>? yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. It's like Hermione. You're making in... something out of nothing. In the, in the fourth movie where she's like, Victor's more of a physical being. I just meant he wasn't particularly yeah. loquacious. <laughs> yep. So, Harry I wonder that. how long they're going to keep this going. <laughs> mm-hmm. Harry gets some fire whiskey for him, so they all have a, a fire whiskey evening. Uh-oh. And uh, River's trying to match Harry shot for shot. Uh, yeah. Finally, she passes out with a smile and Jane, Zoe, and Ara drunkenly sitting around, and they're talking about Inara and or Zoe and Walsh 
and how beautiful it was and all this stuff and get pretty smashed. And Harry, as a practical joke, puts Zoe and Jane in bed together. Ugh. And now Jane thinks that Zoe's his girlfriend and <laughs> Zoe's going to kill Jane. So Zoe wakes up with her pounding head. She's sore and aching. And she's got warm naked arm wrapped around her. And she's like, morning, husband. And Jane says, morning, whore. And her eyes snap open. Yeah, oops. And she's like, Jane, you have three seconds to get the hell out of here before I shoot you. And he's like, Zoe? And he's like, I don't remember being in here. <laughs> get out now. And he starts to whimper and he's trying to get his clothes. And she's like, don't you cry. He's shrieking as he runs away. Yeah. And River, Kaylee, and Adara are just looking on in horror. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. So, we move to chapter 28. He's mean sometimes. Oh, he is, God. He's being very mean. And River's telling Zoe, I'm so disappointed in you. And Zoe's like, it's not what it looked like. How could you? And Adara's like, I'll get some fills and ointments. And, uh, it couldn't have been what it looked like. And Kaylee's like, your hair looks so nice tousled like that. Yeah, they're going to take the mickey out of her now. Yeah. And then Harry walks in. And all hell and breaks loose. Well, and she immediately figures it out. Yeah. You! Me! What? Hey! And he turns and runs. And she's yelling at him to get back here. And he's like, no way! <laughs> nope, you have to you find to your calm down. first. And he starts popping around. Oh, Harry. Yeah. And then she swears to him. And so he pops and pops, walks towards her. And then she shoots him. Yeah. <laughs> you shot me. I am perfectly calm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. He finally has to banish her gun because he's been shot in the leg. Yeah. And then. When he tries to heal himself, he passes out. Mm-hmm. Jane, hello! And he swings around and points Vera at her. Mm. Sorry, I was just talking to, to Vera. She's the jealous type. Oh my Kaylee's God. like, what's new? And he says, I think Zoe might be a little bit mad at me. Nope. No, I think she's mad at Harry. <laughs> yeah. And Jane has decided that they must have had such a magical night completely forgot all about it because that's mm-hmm. how that works yeah if it's if it's magical remember because you can't you don't remember the bad things and if there's nothing bad then or you only remember the bad things so if nothing bad happened then you don't remember anything and Kaylee's not so sure that's how it works but yeah, yeah. Oy. and Jane's trying to explain that she's just trying, Zoe's just trying to warn Harry off and she's given him a warning shot and then a warning before the warning shot. And Kaylee's like, don't you think we should check on him? Oh no, they'll be fine. And Zoe's going to go take a hot shower. And Jane's like, do you need company? No. no. Yeah. And she turns to Jane and she tells him to go get a hook. And that he'll, she'll pay for it. Just go. And Jane's eyes light up. You're the best girlfriend ever. Well, that didn't work. Uh, and then they go wake up Harry. And River stuck her finger in his ear again, just for old time's sake. Yeah. Get your finger out of my ear. 
What is wrong with you people? And he's like, this is your fault. You and that stupid wizard drink. And he says, are you okay? You look a little raw. And she's like, I just took two layers off with my pumice stone because I feel dirty. River's talking about how she had to get a stick of butter to get her finger back in his ear. Zoe wants to shoot him some more and he's yeah, just yeah. crazy and stuff. And he's still not telling them the actual truth. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, I'm sure it was just you know, even however strong the fire whiskey is, it can't make you do things that are against what you would normally do and maybe you just never realized you were attracted to Jade. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And River's and like, I think eventually... Walsh would understand. And yeah, mm-hmm. I love, I love He's Perry. probably watching and laughing his ass off right now. Because, <laughs> oh, by the way, nothing happened. I just put you in his bed. Bye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um... Or no, I guess they went in Zoe's bed, but. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Zoe very relieved. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing happened. happened. And of course nothing happened. There are some things that you will do when you're drunk that you wouldn't otherwise do, and there are some things that not even the dark evil magic can accomplish. Well. But Jane doesn't know this, so they're going to still have trouble with Jane. Well, the Imperious Curse could have made them do stuff, but yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And before that happened, Mal sticks his head in and says, Now listen, Zoe, I know you're for intercrew relationships, but... And Zoe's like, Now where did I put that harpoon again? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so, we we move on and we've had two months of supposed normalcy, and they're taking their toll on the captain, (sighs) because he's not so sure he likes normal (laughs) anymore. And he... He keeps finding Harry and River stepping out of small enclosed rooms, extremely sweaty and unusually hungry, but neither one of them will answer questions. Simon's completely aware but concerned. That's wrong. Yeah, uh, because they've been having him watch. Mm-hmm. You know, you might want a doctor on hand. <laughs> and right. they still haven't revealed to anybody that this is all just sparring. <laughs> right. The little goblin has become very comfortable around the crew. <laughs> um, and if you belch in front of a goblin, they're supposed to belch back. And so Jane and Dig Dug could carry on a conversation for hours, uh-huh. speaking in nothing but belch. Oh, boy. Yeah. You swung by, loaded up on supplies. Yep. Yep. And with Mr. Universe acting on Frank's behalf, they uh, they're able to get around videos and different things like that. Yeah. And this is Thieves where... went in to scare Antonio and then Mr. Universe deleted the video of that happening. Mm-hmm. Or at least he said he did. And this is where Harry puts the vanishing cabinets on in the other boat. Other, other ship, boat, however you want to call it. Yeah, he puts, he puts portraits on both of them anyway, so that now mm-hmm. they all have ways to open and close. Because yeah. they were already there, but he only had a portrait for the ones between Serenity and... And yeah, Mal's just having a hard time with this normal business. He's just waiting for something else to go wrong. Poor guy. Yeah. Mal comes in and says, I was thinking, you know, and Harry's like, that's worrisome. And he says, I noticed that River's doing all the flying since we got back. So I'm thinking maybe we don't need you so much anymore. 
And Harry's like, oh, okay. You don't think you need me anymore. Mm-hmm. Not even to help, you know, me to help keep your, you know, back up your mechanic. <laughs> He's like, what did you do to Kaylee? Oh, oh no, nothing. I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> and he pauses because he's waiting for Kaylee to speak up and nothing happens. And that's... <laughs> and then all of a sudden she's like, oh, no, I'm late. And Harry's like, no, nah, I think she's right on time. Mel's like, she's late for what? And he's like, wait for it. Just wait for it. I'm pregnant. You might want another yep. occasional mechanic slash healer around. Even if you're good and stable, Pilot does all the flying. Yeah. yeah. This would never have happened if I'd been unnecessarily putting everyone in danger. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did this happen? <laughs> Harry wants to know if she. I could draw you a picture. picture. (laughs) Stop. Just stop. Zoe'd be in the picture, Jane adds. Harry silencios him. Except he doesn't really. He's apparently got a routine now where he fake silences Jane. Mm -hmm. Except Jane thanks him and he says, doesn't really work if you keep talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Jane. And Simon's just kind of lost in the clouds. <laughs> and then. Jane says, if you have a boy, you should name him Jane. Uh. No, let's not. One Jane is enough. Yeah. Guys. And now they want to know whether he's going to marry Kaylee or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's still uh, half dazed. Poor Simon. Yeah. And he avoids the question by going to check on Kaylee again. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Mal comes in and says, all right, you win. Let's go to Harry's thing. There's yeah. too much normal happening. And Nara's just come back because um, they sent her an urgent wave. And Harry says, and she says, you didn't. He says, no, no, I did not. And then she <laughs> thinks it's Zoe. And they absolutely did not. And then she figures yeah. it out. I love how all the women are apparently mm-hmm. potentially pregnant. Yeah, and he lets them know Mal is finally yeah, ready to be go wizard hunting. That has bad connotations. Yes. <laughs> Dig Dug says, finally, I thought he'd never break. <laughs> yeah. He's been trying to influence Mal, apparently. He's like, Dig Dug? Yeah. yeah. He's been trying to subtly influence the captain. But he's not a criminal mastermind. He's not doing that much. And uh, Jane says, Uh-oh. Hey, Anara, I've got this idea. You know how you call your clients Johns? I was thinking maybe you should call them Janes now. Yeah. And he figures he can pay the companion guild. Yeah, to call him Jane for a while so that Is it catches that on. Is that female equivalent? I don't think so. And they figure it's all Harry's fault. And Jane's like, no, it's my idea. I just happened to overhear Harry mumbling about it. But it's my idea. Yeah. He didn't even know I was and listening. Dara says, you, no, you you just can't afford making a change like that. It's it's too expensive. It's um, it's 100. Be- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Jane goes up to the cockpit and there's nobody in there and he's like who's driving this thing and harry climbs out of the trunk i am what's up jane 
And Jane's like, you're in your trunk? Well, I wasn't alone. And he starts drinking, and Jane's like, and that little thing? And he's like, yeah, it's bigger than it looks. And then out comes River. I think you broke my hip. <clears throat> my hymen. Yep. Not better. And yeah. Jane's like, oh, no. And he does a Reparo charm. <clears throat> and Jane wants to know when they get to Jersey if they can swing by the post office. Because he's going to write his mom a letter. Yeah. Dear Mom, it's me, Jane. Not much has changed since I last wrote you. Well, I guess Harry did oh, take God, us on Jane. a pilgrimage back to Earth. You're not that supposed was. to tell anybody. That was a trip. <laughs> but don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a giant ball hotter than a freaking fresh frisked fox in a forest fire. <laughs> Jane's got his alliteration down. Zoe got herself a taste of Jane. She won't be alone. And we found an entire race of weird people who are honorary descendants of Harry. <laughs> yeah. I guess I better uh, go to sleep now. He even brought a ship to life. And now it's like a living, thinking thing. A running ship. Weirdo. Love, Jane. P.S. Kaylee's pregnant, and Simon might even be the father. Who knows? Uh-huh. Oh, Jane. Jane, Jane, Jane. <laughs> so they go to Jersey, and they're going to check for wizards. And they start just kind of walking around. And they walk around randomly. Finally, once they do that for a while, they get on the public transportation because Harry can meditate a little bit better. And he pops in and out if nobody's looking, operates in and out for a while. But there's nothing really that they find. They do find the post office. Kaylee and Simon go out for Italian food. They've decided that wizard hunting's boring. And we hear that Peeves and Frank have been exploring mm-hmm. um, Sector 2 of space, apparently. But the wizard mm. hunting has not been going well. No. He found a cat that might have been a Porter Kneesel, so he goes to check that mm-hmm. out, but <laughs> doesn't seem to be anything so far. And they find yeah. they found a magical necklace of some kind. Yeah, but they don't quite know what it is. Zoe, uh, <laughs> some of them leave, and Harry's in La La Land, so he looks over, Jane looks over at Zoe and says, so is this officially a double date? <laughs> Jane, I'm armed. Is that a yes? Uh, yeah. They finally go through all of this stuff, and they operate kind of back to where they're supposed to meet Simon and Kaylee and Inara, and they... Those three have found this great little Italian place to eat. They're all excited. <laughs> I would be too. She's got her, Inara's got her second wind and she's ready for more walking. And yep. the others are, they're going to bring the captain over. Yeah. Kaylee's wondering if he wants to swap out with her. Mm-hmm. And he does. Because yeah. he tried reading a book and he, only, he got three chapters in before he realized it was a wizarding romance novel. <laughs> <laughs> And he kept going. So now he's yeah. on chapter 12. Yeah. Your magical folk are just too hung up on one size. And everybody's listening because he's got him on speaker and they're all snickering. And finally he tells him, uh, Captain, you know you're on speakerphone? And Captain's just like, ah, don't tell anybody. And they're all like, hi, Captain. <laughs> and Simon thinks he might be losing it, so they probably better spell him. Mm-hmm. And and Nara says, well, you know, if it, if, if it was everywhere, which has a silver lighting, it's a pretty good book. 
apparently they got even the risque parts of the Hogwarts library. I didn't know Hogwarts library had a risque side. Yeah. In this universe, they do. And Harry had to confront Hermione about studying too much early in their seventh year. Yeah. Turned out that they were wizarding romance books. So they they trade, uh, I think, Kaylee and Simon for Mal. And they decide that they're hungry, so they're going to go have a bite to eat at the little Italian place that the others had already eaten at. Damn it, stop making... And as they do that, Fox disappears and appears on the the head of a large statue across the street. Mm-hmm. And it's yes, American soldiers raising one of the old flags. And the soldiers are and all about 30 magic. feet tall. I'm assuming it's the yeah. Iwo Jima statue? Maybe. Probably. And Harry's trying to figure out what it is. The statue itself mm-hmm. isn't magic, but there's this layer over top of it. But it doesn't seem to be a portal or anything. Yeah. He's, it seems really, but he doesn't know why. And mm-hmm. it turns out it's the spell that his. he created. Yeah, it's his spell. And he can, it's the one that put him to sleep. And Harry's like, yeah, there's wizards here. Dozens of them. And dun, dun, dun. That's, and that's where, where we'll we're going to end off for this week. <laughs> yeah. I love the chapter. Why not, have- why not leave on a cliff note? Why not? Mm-hmm. So does that mean so we're all going to do a bunch have- next week? Uh, we'll probably split it in half and just keep going. Okay. So 30 so, to like 30. Next week we will be beginning with 30. But yeah, we are still enjoying the story. It is still mm-hmm. wacky and weird and fun. <laughs> and as we've said, you know, Harry is not really very much like Harry from the books. But not at all. We're still having a good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like the Serenity characters are fairly um, true to canon. Yeah. I need to watch Firefly again. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Alex? You're making funny noises, buddy. So I may or may not be here next week, depending on how our scheduling goes, because I've picked up a play commitment on Mondays. Yeah. But uh, hopefully you're enjoying all of our coverage, and we'll come back and hear the rest of it. And if you would like to make some comments, come find us on Facebook or go to potterfickforum.com. Yeah, we'd love to hear your comments. And we hope that you're enjoying this as much as we are. We've found wizards that the Harry's been searching for. Yay! Mm-hmm. Now we just got to find out what's going to happen with them. Oh, dear. To them, something. Or what happened. Everything's going to be, you know, perfectly simple. And it'll <laughs> all wrap up nicely. And there'll be no troubles whatsoever. Uh-huh. This is Harry. We just decided to, you know, throw in an extra nine chapters for no reason. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Guess we'll have to see. We will. And then we'll be moving on after those nine chapters to a Sherlock Holmes Harry crossover. But we'll get to that mm-hmm. later. Which always seems, it also seems intriguing. Yeah. But, but until then, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. So hold on to the one. That those books brought to our lives.
keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.